Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. A week ago, the Republican attempt to repeal and replace Obamacare failed. Yeah, we're going to be living with Obamacare for the foreseeable future. I don't know how long it's going to take us to replace this law. In the days that followed, a lot of the talk was about trying to find out who is to blame. President Trump today blaming Democrats and most notably conservatives in the Freedom Caucus for the bill's failure. There were a lot of discussions about what it means for Trump's agenda, tax cuts and infrastructure spending. There was even discussion about Paul Ryan's future. Paul Ryan needs to step down as Speaker of the House. But lost in all the political noise is the fact that millions of people are still covered under the plan and its future. Well, here's what the president had to say. Obamacare, unfortunately, will explode. It's going to have a very bad year. With me to sort out what happens next is Tammy Luby with CNN Money and Jeffrey Young with The Huffington Post. And Obamacare may not have been repealed, but will it survive? So Obamacare is troubled. It was troubled under the Obama administration. It's going to remain troubled under the Trump administration. The first thing that Trump and Congress have to decide whether they're going to keep it alive or not is these cost-sharing subsidies, which are subsidies that 7 million people are getting this year. So it's a lot of people. And these help lower their deductibles and their co-pays. And they're very important to insurers. And insurers want to know now whether these subsidies are going to continue. What's the problem? Well, so the House sued the Obama administration a few years ago saying that they were making these payments to insurers unlawfully because Congress didn't specifically authorize the money to be spent. The House won that lawsuit in a lower court. Obama uh, appealed it. And now the Trump administration is the defendant. So if the Trump administration were to drop the appeal, the funding would cut off and in the insurance market would pretty much blow up. A lot of insurers probably could leave right away. People wouldn't have anywhere to get coverage. Or the House could either drop the suit themselves, drop the challenge to these payments and allow the Trump administration to keep making the payments. Or the simplest solution, uh, or at least the most direct, would be for Congress to appropriate this money. How much money are we talking about that Congress would need to appropriate or that is going to the insurance companies? And how does it work for the individuals? Well, it's roughly $10 billion for this year and next year. And for individuals, they don't really see the money. It goes directly to the insurers. But the lowest income people, it can lower their deductibles from $3,000 to $300. So it's really crucial. And the fear that the insurers have is that people who are very low income are going to shop on the exchanges. They're going to see deductibles of... $3,000. And they're going to drop out. And the people who drop out are the healthy people who can afford to be uninsured. The way the law is written, the insurance companies have to give these discounts and then the federal government's supposed to pay them back. So if the federal government doesn't make these payments, they still have people with a zero deductible or a $100 deductible that really should be $6,000. And that's five grand that the insurance company is going to lose, and on and on and on. So this is a major, major big deal. There's also this question over the individual mandate that people are required to actually get health care and that there's signs that the Trump administration is not necessarily going to be pushing to enforce that. They're sort of sending mixed signals. So it started on Inauguration Day when the president issued his executive order to all federal agencies saying, essentially, do what you can to, you know, lessen the burden of the Affordable Care Act and the American people. The IRS responded to this by saying, if you file a tax return and you leave the part about your health insurance blank, we're not going to reject your return. Now, that led some people to think, 
well, they're just not going to enforce the mandate, except they later sort of qualified that, no, if we have any reason to look into your return and you owe the fine, then you still have to pay it. You know, I mean, I, I talked to my own tax guy about this, and he said that he was getting questions from his other customers who use the exchanges and didn't know how to advise them. I think that's probably happening to a lot of people during this tax season. So as this is out there percolating, waiting to find out some of these decisions, what are states doing? <laughs> that That's another good question, and it depends on the state. The insurers have to file to the states their plans in the next couple of weeks. For next year. For next year, for 2018. And we're really waiting to see whether they decide to drop out or not. You know, there's been some question of whether the subsidies would end, even if the subsidies ended immediately, whether the insurers would be able to pull out immediately. They would want to pull out immediately, but there's question as to whether they legally can. But they certainly don't have to sign up for 2018. So right now, Humana has pulled out of all of the exchanges for 2018. They're not waiting to see if they're going to get the cost-sharing subsidies. They've just washed their hands of the individual market. And now there are, I think, 16 counties in Tennessee that don't have any insurer for 2018 at this point. One could say Obamacare has failed in those areas in Tennessee around Knoxville. So what you're saying is, is there's going to be just huge differences across the country. In one place, it might be competitive and I can find insurance. Uh, but if I'm living in another community like near Knoxville, I won't be able to find anything through Obamacare. Right. It's not going to be an all or one death spiral. It's going to be thousands of them. Jeffrey, this all sounds so incredibly dire. Is there, any, <laughs> is there anything that's going right with Obamacare? For a start, you've got 20 million people who didn't used to have health insurance who do now directly because of this law. I think that having fewer people going to the ER with no one to pay their bills is probably better for all of us, not to mention the sort of humanitarian benefit, if you will, of just people being able to get treated when they're sick. Another thing is that we talk about pre-existing conditions and that part of the Affordable Care Act so much that it's easy to forget what it really means. Prior to this law, unless you got insurance from your employer or from a program like Medicare or Medicaid, if you had anything in your medical history that even looked a little bit hinky, you might not be able to buy insurance at all, even if you were willing to pay through the nose for it. And on a personal note, I got rejected by an insurance company once because two years before I had a bruised rib. So it's not just cancer. That's a huge improvement in a market that used to be pretty unkind to people. And one other area that's working is Medicaid. We have probably 11 million people who have Medicaid now who have coverage that they didn't before, mainly low-income adults in 31 states. And this is helping hospitals. They don't have as much bad debt. They don't have as much uncompensated care anymore. They're not covering for the uninsured. You have deep red Kansas just this week, Republicans in the state legislature voted to expand because they see it as a good thing. Now, the governor just yesterday vetoed the bill, and we'll see whether the legislature can overcome it. But Medicaid expansion is working for a lot of people, and the program is working very well. Trump says Obamacare is exploding. Is it that, or is it by action or inaction, the Republican Congress and Trump can just basically push it over a cliff? Trump says that it is exploding and the best thing to do would be to, you know, keep your hands off and, you know, it'll all be the Dems' fault if it explodes. But it's too late for that. He's already taken action. They already have their fingerprints on it. So it's really what Congress and Trump do is going to determine the fate of Obamacare. Tammy Luby is a senior writer at CNN Money and Jeffrey Young is a senior reporter at The Huffington Post. Thank you both for joining. Thank you. My pleasure. And I'm Charlie Herman. And this is Money Talking from WNYC. 